the Dadcast, episode 19, Don't Mention the A-Word. This week's Dadcast is brought to you by Jinx T-Shirts. Find out more and visit us at twofatdads.com forward slash jinx. Nearly live from the Wendy House studios of Valoa Bay, it's the third season of the Two Fat Dads Dadcast. Joining us in the studios tonight, Mr. Stefan Deneau, how are you? I'm doing sushi delicious. Sushi delicious. Now, is that the full-on sushi or is that the veggie sushi? Well, I would have shown you, but I finished them. Okay. They were uh, they were the veggie kind. I don't eat uh, raw fish. Is it? Uh, are, are you uh, are you dans la maison with the X Files on? Yes, dans la maison with the X Files okay. on on a repeat. If anybody remembers that Bare Naked Lady song even better. Also in the studio, Mr. Stephen McGurn. How are you, Mr. Magoo? I'm doing great. How's everybody? How's your summer been? Fantastic. And also in the studio, managed to get his Linux computer up and running, Mr. Eric Schultz. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm on my third glass of wine, so nothing can go wrong now. How's that basement coming along? <laughs> basement? What basement? Who cares about the basement? It's a wine Let's cellar now. Wine. <laughs> it's, it's a great big wine cellar with amazing floors. <laughs> yes. All right. So we got a good show for you guys. This, I'm, I can't believe it's our third season already. What? Like, okay. Granted, granted, we've only done 18. Sh- this will be our 18th show, so it's not as if they're American seasons. But they're, still. they're like HBO seasons. <laughs> they're, no, I, British seasons, I would think. This is, I was going to say the same thing. It's like Doctor Who. Exactly. Or, or <laughs> it, this year's We didn't this have year's a Christmas series. special. We should have a Christmas special. Well, yeah, we sh- we'll do that. The sitcom is usually 22 minutes, and we usually go around 44, so we're actually up to like 36 shows, right? 44, that's on a good day. Most nights we record for three hours. <laughs> yeah, the important thing is we use about 22 minutes of. <laughs> There's only 22 minutes through all three seasons worth listening to. <laughs> hey, I think, hey. I, I think I listened to episode one, and I think most of it was there. <laughs> So I'm I'm actually I'm actually really psyched this year. We're doing we're we're doing some interesting stuff. We're all going to be at Podcamp Montreal uh, no. on September 11th and 12th. Uh, yes, we are. Okay, um, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to drag you out into the daylight. You know, you can you can miss a, you can miss a bit of wow for uh, for a weekend, and uh, we're going to see what that's all about. We're going to try and get more involved in our nice Montreal tech community. When is that again? September 11th and 12th. Oh right, I can't make it. It's at the UCAM. What do you mean you can't make it? You signed up for it. No, I didn't. What? I can't. I'm going to, I'm going to San now, Francisco. Now we're not going to get the group discount. <laughs> it's okay. Yes. Steph's understudy has been uh, looking for an opportunity to get into the big game. So we can maybe just... Uh, I, but I don't know if Suresh can grow a goatee by then. He was last season's intern. <laughs> uh, who's this season's intern? Uh, we haven't filled the position yet. Okay, so if you're looking to intern at the Two Fat Dads uh, studios in the Winnie House studios for the Two Fat Dads Dadcast, please send your CVs to Johnny Canuck at twofatdads.com. And and uh, 8x10 profile picture too, please. So we got a, we got a pretty good show going on tonight. Uh, I just want to, before we get into the big stuff, I just want to recap some of the stuff that we've been up to this summer. Um we, we, we had a lot of fun. Um, I've been coaching my, my kids' soccer team. I've been uh, taking my kids out to the, to the swim meets and all that. And then uh, we finally managed to uh, do another family vacation with, uh, with Steph's family. We went down to, uh, to Maine and did some, uh, some boogie boarding and some, and some beach. Uh, I, 
can you call that drinking really we were we were illegally drinking on main beaches i don't know if they can uh, retroactively arrest us for that but uh, there were no lifeguards on duty so the heck with it right um and we had so we had a great time it was amazing we we met some pretty cool people who um Okay, this this is what happened pretty much. We went down the beach one day, and uh, the the tide was really, really, really high, and and it was crashing on the beach. Was something they call a beach break. And these 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 I don't know how old do you think they were, staff? Fifteen, sixteen? Oh yes, uh, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, yeah. They, guys came out. Three of them. Um, one of them name was Jake, and uh, and there's a I don't we I don't know what their two friends' names are, but we'll uh, if we we get them, we'll post them, we'll mention them, and we'll give them big plugs because they were really cool. So these little these called skim boards, and these are basically like. Uh, it's almost like a, f- a fatter ironing board, um, and, and it's all slick on one side like a piano finish, and on the top it's like a regular surfboard, so they, they wax it up so they can stand up on it. And they just chuck that onto, the, onto like an inch of water, and then they jump on it, and it, it kind of like, it's like skateboarding on top of the water until they hit like a little wave or a little ripple, and they get a little bit of air, they can do some twists and stuff like that. And usually you do this at low tide, because low tide, you know, you got nice nice long... Uh, amount of water um, and and it's really wide and you have a lot of room to play with well this was high tide and there was very 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 short amount of water you could do and the minute that they would would get into the surf they would hit like maybe a four or five sometimes six foot wave sometimes they'd hit the crest of the wave and sometimes they'd just get whacked by white water and and I, I it was just they were had so much energy. They had some pretty cool skills at it. They were really good, and they were a lot of fun to watch. I think our kids thought they probably must have been the coolest people on the beach that day. It was it was a blast. So we we took some pictures and we posted them up on the website twofatdads.com. So if you go there and you look for skimboarding uh, at Kinney Shores, you'll see some pictures of of these of these cool guys. And I just wanted to give them a big plug because they were they were a lot of fun and they were really entertaining and and they really made our our trip even more interesting. So thanks to Jake and the guys for uh, for a cool afternoon. Thank you guys. So how how did you how did you like the your first time down in in Maine, Steph? Oh, it's fun. Cool place, eh? Oh yes, beautiful. Nice, nice lobsters. Definitely, and the kids d- didn't have fun, so yeah, yeah. That's what's important. I think we'll go there again uh, probably next year. Or, now, can can I ask were were the lobsters live? And, and running across the beach, or was, was that dinner you're talking? No, about? We, 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 there are actually um, you can get smaller lobsters playing in the in the rocks. There's some rocks nearby, and you can see some. Of them. We we on one of the days that we went, we actually did see um, some small lobsters, like about the size of about a crayfish, not very very big at all. You, you have to kind of let them back again. But we had lobster dinner a lot, and uh, and it is uh, you go to the to the, the the place, and and the guys got them all living in a big vats and all that, and then he he cooks them up for you and take them back to your campsite and uh, basically eat them all cooked, and it's like six bucks a pound. It's insane. You think how much we pay for it at Loblaws, eh? Nuts. Because we went, uh, we went down to Chesapeake Bay and found uh, found some crabs up close and personal. And uh, well, how personal, yeah, Eric? That was pretty. There's a jo- there's a joke <laughs> in there somewhere, right? <laughs> how personal, well, Eric? Wait. Now, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to pry, but did you really have to go anywhere to get the crabs? I just <laughs> lovely. Oh awesome. well. Well, that's always great, eh? <laughs> No, so you went. You okay, went. Let's start this over again from the top. So no, so Eric, you went down south as well. You went down to the to the yeah. United States of America, and where were you? Myrtle Beach, uh, Chesapeake Bay, Chesapeake Cape Charles, Cape Charles. That's in Virginia, right? No, right. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm, yes. I'm not very good with my American geography. A- a- anything south of like Boston is like is is like the deep south for me. <laughs> Neither are the Americans, so it's okay. Oh, that's a bit of a dig to uh, a lot of our listeners there. 
accurate, but <laughs> a bit of a dick. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. I sent postcards home. I went to the post office, said they're going to Canada, and she sold me domestic rate stamps. Yeah, well, they, it's a 51st state for them. Or the 52nd. <laughs> Which is West Mexico now? <laughs> so, Steve, how, are you, how was your summer halls? Where did you go? Where did you vacation? Uh, we went for we took a week off in Eastern Townships way back in June. We uh, rented a 150 year old farmhouse and uh, chilled. Chilled. You chillaxed, as chilled. our daughters would say. We chillaxed. We um, <clears> the <throat> 150 year old farmhouses typically are not kids safe, <laughs> so the railings are low and the things are far between, so kids can actually go between the the the. the, the the bars, you know, for the railing or whatever. So it is a, a death trap. So we're constantly just counting heads as parents, you know, making sure we, well, because there's a giant pond on the property as well. Uh, so we're constantly saying one, two, three, oh, okay, all the kids are there. So <laughs> now as a, the evenings um, were, sorry, the, what's sorry, that? As a, um, as, as, a, as a child of the, of the Eastern townships, and whose ancestors are, are farmers on these townships, they did that on purpose. Because when you had 19 kids, those railings were called survival of the fittest. <laughs> Actually, it's funny because the... Um, out the pack the, a bit. <laughs> the, week, the week, right? Yeah. My, my, my wife's family on her dad's side actually are from out there. Oh, really? And, have, uh, have we ever had this discussion before? <laughs> possibly, but maybe there were some beers involved. But the farm we were in, the farmhouse we were in, it was actually shares a property line with, um, well, actually the whole track of land belonged to her family, oh, cool. but over generations it got subdivided and whatever. So, but the... Um, Did she have huge tracts of land? Oh, God. <laughs> That's enough I, to- one I you. told you I'd set you up for that at some point this season, <laughs> but I didn't realize it would be in episode one. Uh, but anyways, we, we were on the farm adjacent to the last bit of farm that used to be in the family, I guess, up until about six years ago. So it was nice. Everybody got to go down memory lane and, you know, do the whole uh, nostalgia thing. So it was kind of fun on a bunch of different levels. Cool. That's awesome. I, you know, I love these townships, and I, I love spending time there. Um, Sven, Sven, you spent a, a week not far from there um, on the other side of the border, I guess. But it's, Correct, in Vermont. It's awesome. Yeah. It's Beautiful. brilliant. I oh, love yeah. that part of the country. It's great. It's great. Well, I was in the States, so it's not really that part well, of the it's country. It's still the same. You go there, and they're all, they're all Quebecers anyways in Vermont, or they're all old French Canadians, and they're all very polite, and they're all like, hey, oh, welcoming. And it's, it's just a nice, it's just a really nice area. So I brought up the summer vacation because when we went to um, to our favorite store in uh, in 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 the United States, it's a French store called Target. Um, our daughters, Stefan, Stefan, my daughters, found these um, these um, little little uh, SMS. Yeah. Hello Kitty SMS Messenger. Hello Kitty. That's Hello, what I was Hello Kitty looking for. SMS Messenger things. And it's like a little PDA. Actually, you know what it looks like? It looked me of a sidekick. By, you know the, the danger sidekicks there? You flip the thing up and basically you start. You can type to your friends. You can keep a journal. You can, you can have like a address book, phone numbers and all that. And then if you point them at each other, they use like old palm infrared technology and do like a chat with each other. So you're like you're texting your friend who's like across 
the table from you. Uh, <laughs> we tried to get them to work car to car. It didn't work so well, but <laughs> but if they're in the same car, it's perfect, you know. So uh, so it was really cool, and the girls had a blast. So I think it's the first time uh, my daughter was actually like technology technology wise, she really was actually interested in, in a gadget. So it's, it's quite. It's quite so, you, neat. so you couldn't overcome that whole infrared glass uh, barrier thing that uh, you couldn't refraction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no refraction seems to kick in. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty. Uh, I, I, actually, yeah, the speed Steph drives is kind of hard keeping up with them to begin with. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The, you know what the biggest problem was. I'm going to ignore that last one uh, <laughs> because I choose to and because I'm a bigger man. Okay, go uh, on. And I'm also faster than you. Um, That's okay. The, uh, the big thing was, you know, when, when you go away and your kids are playing, you always want them to be with a buddy. Well, you knew they are going to be with a buddy. <laughs> because they like, like, couldn't like, be more than could, 10 feet away from each other. They couldn't, exactly. Uh, it was great, though. Yeah, it was, an, it was, a, it was a really cool toy. Uh, the, the, the walkie-talkies got a little bit old real quick, too, though, when, uh, when they started becoming broadcast radio. <laughs> the girls just started singing into it one night, and like, they must have been broadcasting to the entire universe. Ah, la, 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 la. And it was like, oh, that was, uh, that was uh, a bit much. I can picture <laughs> I, some guy in Arizona with his ham radio, you know, sometime at 2 in the morning when, uh, you know, these waves travel super far, you know, on a quiet night. And this guy's like logging in, you know, and all of a sudden you hear singing coming from like uh, Maine. And he's calling Etsy. <laughs> not Etsy. What's the... Uh, not, not Etsy. That's that, <laughs> that craft stuff. What's the, uh, the, the extraterrestrial? SETI. <laughs> Sorry, it's my dyslexia kicking in. Etsy? What is this, man? What are you... Eric, stop Stop uh, drinking that wine. JF, stop drinking his wine. <laughs> Etsy is, a, Etsy is, a, is like an eBay craft thing. I guess. So you, you, you make stuff out of macrame and crochet or whatever, and then you put it up for sale on this like eBay type of craft thing. L- Leonard so. Nimoy sells t-shirts on uh, Etsy. Does he? Yeah. Do they say live long and prosper? Or LLAP. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, how he, that's his thing now? Okay. That's cool. his Twitter thing. Oh, really? I didn't know he was on Twitter. Yeah, him and Shatner are both on Twitter, and Shatner always says, my best bill, and Nimoy just, I guess, outdid him and just says LLAP. <laughs> what's his uh what's his thing on Twitter? LLP, I guess. No, it's, 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 he's like the real Nimoy or something like that or Okay. William Shatner, he's verified. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think uh, Shatner is a big hairpiece. Um What his his Twitter name is Big Hairpiece? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's good. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get into some of the uh, the topics that we actually did want to speak about tonight. <laughs> so, uh, did you did you by any chance use your TomTom on your vacation, Steve? Uh, I did. I did once. Um, last time we had used the GPS to get to the Eastern Townships. Um, it, it, it wasn't so good because the. <laughs> Took it, took, took it to Quebec? <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually just didn't really realize that the rural road... Um, Exists? Ex- well, it was as long as it really was. So it got confused past a certain address. It said the house didn't exist. 
Okay. So uh, we we gave it another try this time, and we had updated the maps, and we did the whole bit, and uh, did a good job. Did, did did you download the Yoda voices or the Vader voices? Oh, you know, I was tempted. I just uh, when we went on vacation, I don't think they were released yet. I only had the email saying coming soon. So, uh, um, and well, since then, they've released them all four of them actually, and have some really cool uh, YouTube videos oh, of no. them actually recording the the voices and whatever. So if you guys get a chance, you should check that out. It's actually pretty funny. No, they are they are awesome. They and and it's pretty much what got me to uh, uh, download the Yoda voice. <laughs> And and because we we I read this really great um, uh, Tom Tom review once <laughs> on this great site. Uh, it was insightful. Uh, it's the one I'm thinking about. It's quite insightful. But I couldn't get the uh, Go 720, so I got the Go 730. Uh, and it's an awesome, it's an awesome Tom Tom. And I, I got my second hand. Uh, but I downloaded the Yoda voice, and uh, and uh, and you're driving along, and all of a sudden he goes, "Right, you must turn." <laughs> <laughs> in 200 meters at your destination you have arrived and he's got all these like it's just very 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 funny you know and he goes this is not the path to the light side and stuff like that <laughs> it's just really 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 good i kind of want to get the uh, the hand solo ones because they're they're like they, he just basically insults you almost all the whole time and uh, i think that would be pretty cool too but i i i, I think they're great Sounds perfect for a car full of kids, right? My, my wife hates them. She absolutely hates Yoda, and 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 Chloe's and Chloe, my daughter's always going. Uh, uh, why is there a frog giving us directions? I guess. <laughs> so I guess she's a fan of Sesame Street and not Star Wars. So uh, <laughs> I, I would explain that one, but yeah, well, at least it's not the um, uh, Looney Tunes. Uh, was it uh, P Frog or whatever that guy is? The um the frog in the box that sings there. Hello, my darling. Hello, my sunshine. Hello, my ragtime gal. Actually, if Ben was here, he would sing the entire thing because he knows it by heart. He is a I crazy bet. Looney Tunes fan. Speaking of Ben, <laughs> I can't believe we didn't mention this. Uh, he took off into the Gas Bay region a little while ago. We haven't seen from him, seen him yet. So apparently he is going to be back for PodCamp, uh, but he just wasn't able to make it back for the beginning of Season 3. So uh, Is he hunting for his old... Um uh, the, the person who was renting his apartment who cut his wire? I think so. I think that's why he went. He said he's taking his big camera and his big knife and he's going to Mat- to uh, Gaspé region or uh, Mech- uh, what's, a, uh, what's the uh, mountains there? The Chicchocs? Les Chicchocs. Les Chicchocs. I think he's going out to the Chicchocs or Chicchoc and uh, he's going to hunt that guy down. He's going to track him down. Have, have you guys seen the new uh, Tom Tom Ease? No, what's this? Oh. It's a it's a new and I, I still can't really figure out the space that they're trying to hit with this, but it's a little white or a little and it has different cases you could put on so it could be like white and red or white and green or whatever, but it's very very simple, um, bare bones but it still does the IQ roots and some of the nice features but it's 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 almost as if it's a my first GPS or almost for it's cute enough to be in my purse GPS. And I know I might get some flack for that comment, but it's really a cutesy looking thing. But what I can't figure out is that it comes preloaded with the four Star Wars voices. So I really don't know what market segment they're trying to hit with this thing because it's almost like they're aiming it for the Gay Star Wars teens <laughs> or the, you know, the geeky 40 something, you know, original Star Wars people. But they would want the fully decked out GPS. I really can't figure out where this fits in the whole, you know, GPS space as far as the market goes. 
but it's it's not bad looking. Like I mean, finally, it's one that doesn't show up with gray on charcoal. Well, I, li- I like the gray on charcoal. It pretty much goes with the dash of my car, and and, it, and I like the um, the goes big huge screen. I don't. I'm not. I my brother has this little uh, Magellan Maestro, and it's right. a tiny screen, and and it's and it's not very bright either. And no matter where you put it in the dashboard, it doesn't fit. So you almost have to stick it next to your odometer. So you're looking down, so you can actually see the mm-hmm. screen. Uh, it's rubbish, you know. I think I don't. I'm not really uh, a big yeah. fan of that. And and in other, um, I don't know if you guys you guys saw this today, but um, Garmin are actually recalling um, a lot of their Nuvi uh, GPS units. Um, well, not a lot. They're one point one two point five million of them. I think it is. So I, I I think million Why? qualifies as a lot. Uh, is it because everybody got stuck in China for like nine days, or is it? Uh... <laughs> We're okay, on day eleven so now. We had a Garmin for going down to Virginia, and at one point it said your destination is like half a mile ahead on the right, and we drove past the destination on the left. Yeah, and it and we're like these were overheating. We're like. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that was the problem yeah, here, right? Yeah. The batteries are bursting into yeah. flames and setting people on fire. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. <laughs> okay. That's pretty important, really. So I'm glad that you steered everyone towards TomToms in your article, Steve. Yeah, but um, yeah, except Costco only sells Garmin, so yeah, and Costco can't be the solution. To- yes, I do. I'm an executive member. Are you the mayor? Uh, I think uh, I'm the mayor. You th- you're the mayor now. I think so. I got called out for when I became mayor. Um, by Andre Nantel, uh, Andre, uh, who, uh, who is uh, on Twitter at, at Nantel. And uh, he said, uh, no, you're not the mayor because I didn't see anybody with a top hat walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he doesn't know you very well. <laughs> well. I said, all you have to do is look way up and I'm there. <laughs> not not to harp on this TomTom Ease thing, <laughs> but um, there is one interesting thing from a UI perspective that that's kind of neat about this is there's only two buttons on the screen, plan route and browse map. And then they have a kind of like a, a palm pilot kind of thing at the bottom where it's on the screen. So it's not a physical button, but it has a sound off, sound off night mode, help options and close sort of, uh, you know, the background is white for the big, for most of the screen. And then the bottom is like this bluish little menu section. So they, they took away a lot of the clutter and noise from the majority of the touch screen to give this nice, clean um, user experience, I guess, which I think is probably heading in the right direction as opposed to here's seven, six or eight buttons, you know, hit one while going at 110 and, you know, hope that you hit the right you're thing. You're supposed and, you to know, use it when you're driving. There's a big, huge screen that says, don't do this, pull over and then reset your settings. No, you should read that. But. <laughs> but but really, <laughs> are you supposed to be look? Are you supposed to be reading while you're driving? I I don't know. I mean, you got to read your speedometer, right? It, it's you, see, but you got to read your speedometer. Big, oh. <clears throat> right. But but how are you supposed to dial and use a GPS if the UI is complicated? Wait, dial what? You're not yeah. supposed to use your phone anymore while you're driving either. <laughs> don't get me started <laughs> no, no, on that. No, one. seriously, I I I got to make one point about this, right? Um, why aren't GPS units voice activated? They talk to you. Why can't you talk to them? Oh, you talk probably to just about swear that. at them. 
them. Well, yeah. I mean, there's there is there is a certain amount of that, you know. When that little British lady tells you, yeah, please so turn if you're driving right, with your kids, please change direction kids, immediately. Please, at any time, turn around. At any time, turn around. You're like, no, I know where I'm going, you twat. <laughs> I wish there was that, – that, that's the one thing that bothered me most about the Garmin was I wanted a pause button. Like I'm stopping for gas. You don't have to recalculate my route, you know? My daughter has to pee. Don't recalculate the route. I'm getting but, right but back I, but on actually, it. You know, that, that is actually quite useful because there's one, uh, one time we're driving along and we, we're running on, on fumes. And so we pull over the first place and it says, you know, okay uh, – you know, gas in three miles. So we pull over gas in three miles and it's like three miles. Uh, and then it's like 17 turns. And then in someone's like backyard, there's like a, there's like a gas gas station. So those are actually quite useful at getting you back on the highway uh, at times, especially if you're going somewhere where you, you haven't gone before. Um, and, and I've been, well, yeah, but I, I'm talking about like, we're, we're turning off to like a gas station by the yeah. side of the highway, but we're far enough off route that suddenly the GPS is, is, you know, Recalculating. Yeah, I, it, it, I, it has its pros and cons to GPS. Like, I like to use it as a, um, a, a telling me when I'm going to get there because the 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 TomTom is really good at that. It tells you like when you're going to arrive, and it can, it's like always kind of taking into account your your current speed and where you're going, and it tells you you know. And there's no way to beat it. I have tried. <laughs> and there's no way to beat it. <laughs> Try to improve your time. Hyperspeed hyper now! Forget hyperspeed. We're going to ludicrous <laughs> speed. <laughs> I think they've gone to plaid, sir. Uh, anyway, tell me where that's from. Uh, you, you, yes. Spaceballs. Well Spaceballs. Steve, you win this round. <laughs> Eric, please chime in with your buzzer I'm next let time, me please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bobby fell on his buzzer. Did you tell me where that's from? No. 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 Four on the floor. Oh, my God. That is going way back in time. Did you right, all I can time. remember is Mr. Yes, Canoehead Mr. from that. Canoehead. That and, and the, the video games they used to make. Oh, they used to make those really awful video games. And and then like you know, like Atari twenty six hundred type video games. And one of them was like this this mom was trying to force feed you chicken. She was she was, eat, eat, eat a good bone. And you'd have to like blow it up with a shotgun. And you're like <laughs> it was the I wanted that game for my Commodore or Steph's Commodore because I didn't actually have a Commodore. I used to go to Steph's house and play. But <laughs> <laughs> I had a Tandy 1000, which was like the crappiest computer in the world. Um, so anyways, getting back to uh, the whole GPS thing. Um, they should have a voice activated one. It only makes sense. Like Ford does a sync, yeah. right? Yeah. Because, you know what, I, and, and I, we weren't going to mention this, but there is a certain phone that when you hit a button long enough, it goes into voice control <laughs> mode. <laughs> it goes into okay, I'm hanging it goes up. Into voice control mode, and you can tell it to do things. Well, why haven't they they've done this? And Google can, you know, when you search Google on, on, on different phones, it, it, it will just, like, do the search for you. And it's pretty damn accurate. So, And I know what phone you're talking about, and I'm not going to harp on it, but... That's the reason I waited for the S version of that phone is to have uh, voice yeah. control, you know, be able to drive hands-free. But the Android is really tightly integrated Much with better. Google, obviously, for like the voice um, and finding stuff and the maps and everything. It's incredible. So you can actually do like, like I think a voice search. <laughs> well, you, you take your I, pictures, I there's about 90 different variants on those phones, but... Uh, 
it's really neat because you can do a search for you know pizza place yeah. you know and it'll it'll bring you up a map and then do the voice turn by turn to That's get good. you there which is which See, is amazing. voice activated phones are not the best thing because if you want to start swearing at your phone I can swear on my phone. It doesn't respond. It doesn't try and do anything. If you start swearing on your phone, it tries to start Google. It starts to call a person that you don't want to. See, no, I don't have that I mean, problem. You'd have to have a phone with a real operating system. But we're not going to talk about phones. What I wanted to talk about was GPS units. And and the one thing I did find was quite interesting is that when we got to uh, Littleton on the way back, we were looking for the Applebee's. And I thought it was at the first turnoff. And actually, it was on the second Littleton turnoff. But we just went into, and I had updated my, my, my TomTom just before we left. So it had all the latest points of interest and all that kind of stuff. And we just went, I went, okay, points near me, uh, Applebee's, go. And then it took us down some dark roads that we thought we'd gone, oh, God, I can't believe there's a bad side of Littleton. Uh, <laughs> but we were pretty much on the wrong side of the tracks. And it took us exactly there. And we were there in like in a, in a, in a few minutes. So I'm, I was actually really impressed by the points of interest feature. It actually did work uh, remarkably well. So they just, there has to be like... Uh, a better integration. Now, I don't know, and I didn't test this. I wanted to test this when I was out, but I couldn't get a I couldn't get a Navigon subscription before I left, and I, and nobody wanted to let us test anything in the states. So I turned off all of my data on my phone when I left. So I it was just going as a dumb phone, and you can only use it when I had Wi-Fi. So we that's one of the reasons why we brought we brought the TomTom was because we wouldn't. I didn't know if we would have a phone version of of GPS that would work without a data plan. And that's the biggest, that, that's my biggest issue with the phone stuff is like, you know, I get lost. It shouldn't cost me $65 in, in, in data roaming charges to get found again. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you talk about Navigon. I, um, I'm still waiting for a trial version of that. So if you're listening, uh, but I, I tried the MapQuest one. Uh, when I, I went up to Ontario on uh, the Rideau system for the weekend last weekend and um, the TomTom, uh, when we get to the house um, it's on a private road off a rural road. And the TomTom recognizes where the mailbox is on the rural road, and that's where the private road starts. So that is off. The, it basically looks like forest okay. on the map. But at least it recognizes that we're in the trees near the water, uh, and it's hopelessly confused to get us back to the rural road. But I accept that. Mine it makes tracks. sense. Mine tracks. Your, it shows you a track of where you've been. Oh, it, it will, but when you turn it back on the next time, it won't turn you around again and get make, let you follow that okay. back out. Right? I, I, is it there won't a tell setting? You, is there at a... the pine tree? Turn left, right? It won't tell you that. <laughs> so, but is there a setting in there that saves the track so you can then then you can send that to the TomTom land and and get it updated? Uh, no, because it's not a real road. Okay, you can update actual roads to okay. say it's not a two way, but it's but a you one way can't down. Create new roads. You can't create new oh, roads. That would lead to chaos. That's a shame. Um, but the the, the <laughs> MapQuest one, a lot. <laughs> a, a MapQuest one, I, I hit it and I said, okay, let me see if we can find a, find our way home. See if it, it gives an alternate route. And I'm looking at the the directions. I'm like, that brings us down to Kingston, which is the normally you have to head out to Brockville to head back. So I said, that doesn't look right. So I looked at the map view, and the best it could do was locate me to downtown of the of the little town nearby, as opposed to even saying. Off the rural road somewhere. So it was like it, it, it had me about GPS. four kilometers. I don't know what it was doing. It, it, it's as if I was about like three or four kilometers away from, you know, where I actually was. So this thing would have taken me on a um, uh, the scenic route home. You know, it was absolutely would have probably added a half an hour to our drive. Uh, so 
thumbs down MapQuest. Yeah, and and it's it's these these free versions of of stuff out there that you know I'm never really sure. You know, like I'd almost want to have two units just to compare. And 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 I mean nothing beats knowing where you're going to begin with. So have a look at the map. Have a look at the at the general location where you're going. Too many people just just turn it on and trust it, which is kind of scary because I mean that's how all those people in England end up in rivers and and lakes and stuff. Um, I don't know what the hell they're smoking in England. They they they, they trust it explicitly, but it's it's a shame. Uh, you know so I. <laughs> You know, that's that's my experience with the with the, the GPS is I still like the old fashioned ones where they, they get stuff, but I have to admit that the smartphones are taking the market out of out from under them pretty darn quick. And that's probably why Tom Tom went to that E system. Just here here's a super cheap hundred dollar, super easy to use GPS. And it's probably about that price range, isn't it, Steve? It's like hundred and thirty, I think, the MSRP, yeah. so I don't know what it'll be when it hits the stores, but yeah, that's along the lines of, of 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 how much. I mean, and and you notice that uh, TomTom, Navigon, and all these guys have dropped their price on for the USA Canada Canada maps to like fifty nine forty nine dollars on on this smartphones. Yeah, I mean, look, it's going to get to a point where you don't you're not going to even need the maps. We'll probably just hit the cloud to get the information, and uh, it's really just a question that they're going to provide maps as a service as opposed to even. You know, buying this thing and taking up all the space in in your phone. Yeah, but that's the um, problem, right? You know, if you get it as a service, you need to be on the data all the time. And when you're getting charged fifty one dollars a megabyte to go to go to the states, well, that's not good. Hang on. So when I went to the states, I put an option on my phone. I was only paying one buck a megabyte. Yeah, but you're not having real data. You have you have that data that 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 is like WAP data. The rest of us have real megabytes. Yeah. Can do yeah, real but tethering. I can still- I can still do Google Maps with my phone. Yeah, but you're right. you're because you're on a dumb phone. You're a feature phone. You're not on a smartphone. Smartphone data plans cost you more because you can tether because you can use real applications. It's, it's not the same thing, Eric. We've we've discussed this at length. It's, the it's same not data. the same it's the data. Same it's WAP data. It's hyper compressed, and and it's for feature phones. And it's a feature, and it's not a data plan on a smartphone. Smartphones are des- uh, the plans are designed to rape you in the bum. And that is what that's for. Like, if you want to use your your thing, a dollar a megabyte, fine. Use a dollar megabyte when you go in the states, but you won't be able to get all of your super duper apps like the the rest. You know, the rest of the people out there. Yeah, and, uh, and they are killing some, that soon. They will no longer have feature phone data access. It's gonna you can unlimited all you can eat. It's like fifteen bucks, but, and it's like capped. But even smartphone data now is is getting commoditized. Uh, there are now plans, uh, at least with my with my carrier, um, that. I've actually really strongly considered because it'll give me 500 uh, megabytes of data, uh, U.S. and Canada, and it's a, it's a normal rate. Like it's not like you're saying, "Oh, I'm paying 150 dollars a month for my phone plan." Uh, the, the the one thing that's really holding me back from pulling the trigger on that is right now I have a two gigabyte uh, a month plan, and it allows me to tether. <laughs> And and now most of the time tethering uh, is not allowed under one one gig, so I st- I still like the idea of being able to tether, and I don't want to give that up because I know when as soon as I give it up, it'll be gone forever. So um, I- I'm sticking on it, but it makes you think, right? When you're paying like a regular rate, and you say, oh, I don't have to worry about turning off my data because now it's by default it's set three G no roaming, right? So I don't even have to think about it. The minute I cross the border and I hit AT&T or T-Mobile, no data, right? It just drops. Oh, really? But no, mine, mine will roam, yeah. and I have to turn off I have to turn off the feature that says uh, data roaming. 
And then even just to make sure, I turned off all data because I didn't, I did, when I, when I was using a BlackBerry, I made the mistake of leaving the data on and accidentally leaving Google Latitude or Google Maps on or some Google application on my phone. And it basically phoned home the entire two weeks I was in England. And I came back to this astronomical phone bill. Luckily, luckily the carrier made do on it. And I don't want to mention any names, but it rhymes with hell. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and, you know, we didn't have to pay it, you know, it was just like, okay, you know, the app sucks and whatever, but I don't want to ever have that happen again because one day I'm going to have to pay that and it's not going to be good like that. Well, one, one of the, uh, first, uh, updates that they did to the iPhone OS was to set that 3g roaming to default to yeah. off because a lot of people realize, Oh my God, I just, I just went whatever. And now I'm, I, I owe a th- a lot of money and uh, so they set that to off and they created uh, a setting for it to be on or off because it used to be always on no matter what and that would ki- was killing people right some people were actually deciding to leave their phone at home and not even bring it with them and and you know uh, and that's not really a decision you want your customer to make is oh should i bring my phone so they, they actually added the uh the feature and set the default to, to something that was like sane but um uh, I know. I mean, sometimes I drive along the border, and every now and again, I'll notice, uh, you know, that, yeah, well, it'll say AT&T, and then 3G will just drop out because it it, uh, it, it realizes, oh, I'm on a foreign carrier, no 3G. So uh, it takes a little yeah, bit out you of you can always, because I had that problem with Rogers, or shall we say Bodgers. Robbers. Name names. Robbers. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And, I, I uh, would probably get sued for libel for that, anyways. Anyway, I I, call, I called nope. them uh, when I got back, and I was like, "Hey, I was never in the states last month, so you know, why are you charging me roaming?" And the person right away was like, "Oh, it's accidental roaming. Were you anywhere near the border?" And I was like, "Yeah, I was in Niagara Falls." And they were like, "Ah, no problem. It's gone. Don't well, worry about you know it." What? And, for, and this you this know. happened to my cousin who owns a farm in uh, Frilisburg, uh, which is near Sutton Mountain. And uh, he wanted to get a. Uh, he lives in, on a, on a on the side of a basically a big hill, and there's no there's no internet access to him. So the cheapest way to get internet was either to put a satellite dish on his roof or get one of these turbo sticks. So he went over to to one of the the big carriers, and he wanted a, a turbo stick. And then and they said, oh, where do you live? Oh, we can't give it to you because you'll be roaming uh, in in AT and T territory. And he goes, no, I won't. I live in Canada. Oh, sorry, but the AT&T towers are more powerful than ours, and you you can't you can't have service here. So we had to go with <laughs> the only place where the AT&T towers are are solid is in yeah. Canada. I mean, they put them right. It's it's like it's like almost like pirate telephone, really, because like they, they 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 go into the states at like one decibel, and they bang into Canada at fourteen million. So like I don't know what they're doing there, but it's just no, uh, it's just not very very good. So I I wasn't very impressed with the whole. Um, that that whole aspect of 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 it you know like the borders aren't set properly and and you know you have a gps on your phone right why not just take advantage of that and actually locate you know where your signal is and say hey but i guess it's for the people who work at the border so uh you know it's still it's funny because every time we have this gps discussion we never really end up coming to a a a really good solution <laughs> I agree it's because men can't ask for what? directions even from a GPS <laughs> GPS are not made to be trusted no. men no, it's, it's, I don't believe them uh, <laughs> I mean I, I can tell you some nice stories about them oh yeah I was in San Francisco 
and I typed in <clears throat> San, uh, Golden Gate Bridge. So we followed it to the T. We ended up in the middle of Chinatown, and there is no restaurant called Golden Gate There's Bridge a there. That, though. No, okay. Nothing. So yeah, um, not a not a success for for me in that case. But can't you just in San Francisco? Don't you just look up and it's there? <laughs> no. Have you ever been to San Francisco? You cut. You have no, to go I, south. I you have to go all the way north. That, that Google's never flown me over for the beginner. They haven't. <laughs> no, no, not yet. <laughs> and neither has Apple. Somehow, I don't know why. You got to get on top of that, man. <laughs> I should. <laughs> I would send Apple an email or something. You know, say, "Come on, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm sold on your product. I, I believe in your product. I'll, I'll, I'll lie for your product." <laughs> No, it's I called think, being think, an evangelist. I, I think they have enough evangelists out there. They don't need another apologist in me. Um, although, I, we weren't going to mention them, but they, they may do... You know this, this old white MacBook we've had for the last yes. you know, four yep. years? Well, funny enough, I'm, I'm, my wife's using it a lot, and she says, that's weird. It's not sitting on the desk properly anymore. So I, you know, I turn it over, and funny enough, the battery's swollen. So I said, honey, you you, you got to shut it off at night. You can't use it anymore. It's not you know it's not safe for the battery swelling. So we took it down to the to the Apple store, and um, and we brought it to the guy. We said, you know, I don't I know it's out of warranty, and I know this is the second battery you've given me, but it's swelling, and I don't think it should be doing that. The guy says, no problem, we'll get you a new one. And so they called me up tonight and said, you your new battery's arrived. Come and replace it, and no charge. That just rocks. You know, it's four years old. Uh, you know, we, we beat it up. Um, there's a small issue with it. And they say, you know what? You're fine. You're right. That's not supposed to happen here. We'll fix it for you. And we leave there. So that's good. But did, did, did you, while I was, well, because there was, sorry, because there ahead. was swelling, you didn't think of putting some cream on it. Cause you know, I've never heard of a battery swelling before. <laughs> well, neither have I. That's probably why they replaced it. Uh, but I think, I think they're very, very sensitive to that issue. And I think that they, you know, the whole battery issue, they've decided, you know, they don't even ask questions. They just say, no problem. And they, he, while I was there, they ran some diagnostic tests on it and they said, Hey, this thing's in pretty good shape. So I says, I said, yeah, except for it gets a little bit hot from time to time. He says, well, it is a first gen. <laughs> so he's actually quite, uh, he was, he was, the genius was actually really, really cool. And I, and I really appreciated him a little, a side story in that one is that, uh, the boys, the boys were playing, uh, with the little Macs they have on oh, the little black and, uh, uh, ball uh, seats they have the black balls, which my daughter tried to roll over. She thought it was like the ball I sit on at home, <laughs> so she tried to, she tried to roll it out. It wouldn't roll. I said, "Honey, it's not like the ones we have at home. Uh, they don't roll." So she, uh, so he's sitting down there, and 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 he's quite he's quite good. He knows you know the space bar does certain things, and he knows you know like hey, whatever. So uh, and he plays around with the mouse and whatnot, and um, all those screens are set. All of those computers are set to French. So my wife sits him down and, and he's looking at it and everything's cool and whatnot. Uh, about a minute later, she goes, uh, honey, I go, what, 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 what's he done? She goes, oh, oh, nothing. He's just turned it to English. <laughs> like he managed to switch it over to the English menu. <laughs> and, and the genius goes, you're not supposed to be able to do that very easily. <laughs> I said, yeah, do you want a CV now or do you want to actually wait till he can talk? <laughs> so they give him a little I visited the mothership t-shirt? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> There's, uh, they're going to feature him on the, in the latest ads. Um, and, and the other one, my other son, the, the, he can actually turn it on. He'll, he'll turn on the, he'll push the button on the iPhone. Oh, damn, I said it. On the smartphone and he can swipe it to turn it on. So it just goes to show you that... that <clears throat> The UI really is intuitive. Yeah, watch out. He might jailbreak it on you without you knowing. 
Sorry, it's too late. I already did that. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, so let's all agree that uh, that we shouldn't be asking anybody for directions and least likely GPS uh, units ever. Um, and that we almost managed the whole show without saying the A word or the I word. Huzzah. But we, we, couldn't, we couldn't do a show without mentioning Google. No, well, you know, Eric's got to get paid somehow. Google, Google, Google. <laughs> there goes his oh, Tourette's dear. again. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now um, I, I think Eric has to leave us. I'm not sure. I wanted to talk about the, uh, the tide finally going out on Google Wave, but maybe we can do it at another show. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, see, no one ever noticed it was it left. Yeah, we use it. <laughs> like, we use it for about two evenings, guys. Come on. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like it's kind of like 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 when when Leo didn't realize Leo Laporte didn't realize that that no one was getting his buzz. Well, the the biggest problem we encountered was oh, I have to be logged in to get a notice. There's no email oh, notification to hey, you just received it's a message. Supposed to replace email. Oh. The whole thing is that it was supposed to replace email, which didn't make any sense. Because then you tried, to, you, there was no app for your phone. There was no text messaging application to it. There was no, there was this great tool that suddenly now has magically appeared into Google Docs. Because I, every time I look at it at, at our show notes, I can see uh, Eric is typing, Steve is typing, Stefan is typing. So that, that's what Google Wave did. It gave us better Google Docs. Google Docs for people with ADD. All right. Well, I'll talk to you guys next time. Yes, thanks. Thanks again for a great show, Eric. I uh, appreciate uh, it. And we'll see you all at uh, PodCamp Montreal. PodCamp Montreal. Don't miss it, guys. September 11th and 12th. Oh yeah, wait, wait for me by the door. Yet. Wait for me by the door. See you, Eric. I'll be standing <laughs> next to the tall guy with the top hat on. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I'm still thinking we should get bowling shirts. Two fat dads bowling shirts, but see if we have enough time to get those. Done that we'll, would be pretty cool. We'll have, I do have my T-shirt ready for the show, though. Okay. My T-shirt that says "This better not suck." My Jinx T-shirt. I'm I'm waiting <laughs> to see what McGurn's wearing. Oh, I, I, he's got he's definitely got to have a cool uh, Jinx T-shirt. For that show too. I'll be rocking something. You'll see. Okay, if you do want to get some cool Jinx, a Jinx gear, please go to twofatdads.com forward slash Jinx, uh, and then have a look at some of the T-shirts that we feature on there, and then link through to the Jinx site and buy them that way. That way, you're encouraging the Two Fat Dads, and you can. Alive and fresh.